This is Now Serving. Now here's Chris and Jess. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Now Serving with Chris and Jess. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's the podcast where we serve the tea each and every week and we have some hot tea this week super hot tea please put the kettle on immediately if not sooner if not sooner (laughs) because this is so i am so excited this is like i want to put on like even the breaking news alert here for a second this is huge this is huge um no, one of my dear friends, um, who I'll let him introduce himself in a few minutes, um, is on the podcast this week. And it's a special edition, Jess. I'm not even going to do the celebrity quiz this week because we'll That's be talking fine. too much celebrity, I think, in a, in a few fine. minutes. That's fine. I here. would win anyways. We all know how it's going to end up, Chris. It's not, it's, it isn't like a thing anymore. Everybody knows. No. The game now is, can you stump Jess? It's not, can Jess guess the quiz? Okay, so we should, we're going to have to change that then next time. And actually, I want to ask our guest about this in a minute. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, but our guest, is, his name is Chris Brenton. He's been uh, a friend of mine. Um, we were trying to figure out the other night if we first met via Twitter or if it was YouTube. It goes back several years. But we've we've been online friends for several years. We've connected um, in line, on IRL a, a few times. Just such a fantastic person and has such had such a crazy, very cool, exciting uh, career uh, mm. this far and and we can ask him all the questions we're dealing excited? with a professional we're dealing with a professional I am so excited I'm yeah. so excited can we call him now yeah no what I think we should go we'll, we'll do our first little mini commercial break here and <laughs> then we'll be right back and we're gonna get him on the horn here so we'll be right okay. back <laughs> Podbean is now serving's home for podcasting. Podbean has everything you need to create, manage, and promote your podcast. It's perfect for beginners or well-established podcasters. Join today at podbean.com slash now serving. And now back to the podcast. Do you hear all the alerts going on? And I will tell a girlfriend you are so long. Please. So I think please. it's time. I think we're going to have to call in uh, Chris right now. Are you set for this? I'm ready. Okay. I'm so ready. All right, let's get let's, him on the let's, phone. Let's, let's let's call right now. Hopefully he answers. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he answers. <laughs> Chris, are you are you there? <laughs> Hello. Oh my god! It, it's, it worked. Oh my god! It's as did if it we actually this... work? <laughs> it's Technology if... and I are just like we don't necessarily come together very often. It's it's almost like we had this planned or something, as if you were ready to. Like there was a rehearsal or something. Yeah, that, that you knew that phone was going to ring. <laughs> I've never rehearsed anything I've done in my life. So okay, this, this is completely unscripted. Perfect. Well, that's Hi, guys. actually is. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me on. 
Okay. Oh my god, this I'm, is so exciting. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm like, I'm grinning ear to ear right now um, because like Chris, we've chatted about like having you on the podcast before and we're like, what would be the best like topics to, to cover and discuss while you're on here? Because I feel like you have a lot of knowledge of the, the entertainment industry. Um, but then the more we were talking, we we're like, let's, can, can Jess and I just ask you questions? <laughs> yes. Because we are so said, yes. curious. And that's <laughs> so I don't started. know anything that's about to happen. <laughs> Good, because we don't either. And I think that's okay, what makes... Okay, great. We're all on the same page. No, no one knows what's going to happen on, on, on our, our podcast here. Well, Jess... Yeah. I'm a fan. I've listened to... I think I've I've almost made it through all of them, if not close. Oh, my but gosh. I have. Yeah. Okay. <gasps> yeah. I'm a you supporter. You are a fan. Oh, mm-hmm. Excuse me. Well, so... thank you, and you're welcome for coming on <laughs> So, yeah, Chris, as I was saying, we, like, we've known each other for years, and I was trying to figure out, was it YouTube or Twitter? You thought it was Twitter, maybe, that we, we first met each other and we're chatting. yeah i but it's blurry the details are blurry like most of my 20s so yeah. i think like i, I honestly um it could have been either and i yeah. think it was very close that they were happening so like even if it won one out earlier it was like by a week yeah yeah <laughs> so but yeah but it's so crazy and we've known each other for years and i think like years. you've always just been like a genuine like down to earth such a grounded person um who's always been so nice to to chat with uh, over the years we've both like grown over the years but you have such a fascinating career that i like yeah i think i think is so cool so i don't really know where to start here but i think the one thing that's probably played the biggest part in your career this far is that you were uh, jan arden's tour manager yes um, that's true i can confirm that you can fact. confirm this the, the facts are true <laughs> yeah the rumors are true <laughs> so wouldn't that be weird if i just like faked it for 15 years on instagram that like oh. <laughs> like i was like that wasn't my, my career at all so that's not yeah so. <laughs> that'd be terrifying um, no it's that's like, my so career yeah no. i mean it's it's morphed so much over the years so i have been i have known jan for 50 over 15 years um and my position within her world and her career has changed so much within that 15 years i mean i started out answering fan mail um (laughs) which is so which is so lovely and also scary like i can't (laughs) and i don't mean like the fans are so lovely and 90 percent of them are but like there are the odd ones that just i was like what am I getting myself into at this point in my life? Cause I was 20. Like I, when she, I was just about to turn 21 when she hired me and now I'm 106. Um, but it, it, I have a great surgeon. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it's been the majority of my career. I think that's what everyone who knows me in the industry knows me for the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've done some offshoot projects and I'm working on a bunch of offshoot projects right now. But yeah, Very that's cool. kind of that's kind of I guess my claim to fame. So two quick things here, Chris, that I want to jump in with. One, we have a lot of uh, listeners who are from the United States. Okay. So Canadians, we love and adore Jan Arden. We, yes. we love her. Um, there are some Americans that I will talk to now and then, and they are unfortunately unfamiliar with Jan. Right. She is an award-winning singer from canada 
Mm-hmm. Um, Jess, you're like gasping in the background. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I think all like, the tunes are going through my head right now. The really interesting thing is exactly that's the main one. I think like the really interesting thing about her career is um, how massive of a um, personality she is mm-hmm. here, but also like. I feel like anyone probably 25 and older, maybe 28, 29 and older will know Insensitive, even if it's kind of, they don't know who sings it, they know the song. Okay. So a lot of the times, um, you know, that we'll be traveling in the States and the song will come on and then it'll be, you know, when you go see someone live and you like, if they're an opening act for a band you want to see and, and you're like, oh, I have no idea who they are. And then, you know, four or five of their songs just because you didn't put the name to the face to the song. Yeah, to the, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of that happens in America with her a lot. Like they know Insensitive or they may know about five other songs that were huge in the 90s. And that's kind of the way it is. The I think what's what's been interesting is she's invested so much of her career in Canada that we haven't gone back down there a lot. We have gone back down there, but it's yeah. very focused. Snowbird territory. <laughs> Fair enough. How just to just to go back all the way, how did you first meet Jan? Like how did how how does was, how does one get to be a Jan? It was or... so weird. It was you know, it was one of those things that was meant to be. I'm a small town, rural farm kid from the middle of nowhere, and I had just finished um university, college in the States, university up here. Um and I needed a I needed a summer job I just needed a summer job before I went to grad school and um I had happened to have um had seen her open for the Dixie Chicks which is my favorite band of all time so I went to so shut up oh my god I love the Dixie Chicks (laughs) yeah so that's there we go I've set an alarm off um Oh my so God. I went to see, I was having a really like, I couldn't get a summer job and I was overqualified for so many things because I just like, I legitimately wanted a summer job. I didn't want a career yet. And so um, I went to see the Dixie Chicks and I saw her and then my mom, I had never, so I was the bad Canadian that I had never heard, heard her music before, but she was really funny. Excuse me. So the really interesting thing, and she will, she will, tell this story too is that I wasn't a fan and that's not to say that I wasn't a fan it's just that I was um ignorant to the fact that she was who she was so I think that worked out for the best because I could come into this career without being starstruck with who I was working for and I don't mean that in a bad way it just mean that in a very frank way and so anyway long story short I sent a resume in and that day she had her fan club public relations guy had quit so literally the day that he walked away i walked in the door and so it was only supposed to be short term and it was only supposed to be a very limited position and i didn't go to grad school and 15 years later um here i am so in those 15 years it's been um fan club uh um, publicity um then that morphed into starting to tour manage then that morphed into day-to-day manager then that morphed into business manager and then that morphed into chief of staff which was basically the boss one under her career manager there in entertainment there are so many levels of people involved agents managers so um i kind of have worked my way up as high as i could go a year and a half ago 
I left doing day-to-day management and I've just been doing tour management again because that's allowed me to have the ability to be freelance and do a bunch of other things that I've been wanting to do. So yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the story on how it began. Um, very right place, right time was meant to be type thing. Yeah. So my parents still kind of are like, are you still, my mom says I ran away with the circus. <laughs> um, which is very true because I mean, to two people who are very much like you, you start your career and you work through it for 40 years and then you retire and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's kind of not the life I had envisioned for myself. So I ran away with the circus and, um, still to this day, I actually, they were looking after my dog while I was gone on this last trip and I stopped in there and I said, like, like 16 years later or something, dad goes, you're still like, when are you going to get a real job? And of course he's kidding and he's super supportive, (laughs) but at the same time, it's really funny. Um, so yeah, that was the start. That was the start. And it's, it's morphed into so many different things and experiences and, I mean, the good thing, the thing I think Americans would like about Jan Arnett and the thing the Canadians love about it is that she's so multifaceted. She has a sitcom. She has a mm-hmm. radio show. She's written four mm-hmm. books. Wait, maybe five mm-hmm. books. I've lost count. She is a TV star. She tours. Mm-hmm. She puts out albums. So it's like, I'm not just like working for someone who... Um, who records a record every two years and kind of goes out in a minivan and tours. I am like working for an industry within herself. Wow. That's amazing. It is. It, it's, it is a, like, I'm not kidding you how many layers of people are within her camp. So it's like, you. I almost need to draw a family tree to like figure out who's who <laughs> nowadays. And it never used to be like that. There was a year where it was just her and I, um, because things had changed so much in her structure. And then she started working with her current manager about 10 years ago and he restructured everything. Luckily I got to stay, Um, but everything restructured and the way he set things up um, now is, is quite in quite crazy, but yeah. So, so that was a long winded answer. That is, well, thank you for that. (laughs) Really. It's so cool because I feel like so often you see people who have these cool jobs and you're like, how did this happen? And how do I get that job? And really, my question for you now is, how do I also get that job? <laughs> because it's, it sounds you know so what? amazing. Like, she seems like such a cool person to work with. I love her on Twitter. That is really, right. I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Chris, how she responded to a tweet of mine. And I was like, oh, my, it was just so sweet and genuine. Yeah. And, I, and I just really appreciate her on Twitter. She just seems like such a normal human being. <laughs> and I, I think it. like, I think that's the other thing that people like is what you see is what you get. There's no like, there's no real line between person and celebrity, where a lot of times there is like, you have actual celebrities creating personas to go on stage just so they can hide behind them, which mm-hmm, is great. Mm-hmm. If that's what you need to do, I get it. I totally get it. Cause it's so overwhelming. I mean, I'm, do you remember that documentary that came out called 20 feet from stardom with the, about the backup singers? It was a couple, a couple years ago. And it was this oh, documentary yeah. all about backup singers. And it was like, they're never the star. They're always in the background, but they can sing just as good or they're just as charismatic. They just never got the break or the luck or the right. like of the draw. Right. And so I've kind of seen 20 feet from stardom from the business side. So I'm not on the stage, but I'm also in the sphere of it where I can tuck back away behind the curtain and Mm -hmm. have my life. But also I get to see some of the aspects of 
fame and entertainment and being that vulnerable and having fans and on the good and the bad of it all. And it's quite overwhelming sometimes, but like with any career, there's pros and cons to it. And I just like, sometimes when I get overwhelmed and go and kind of within my own head about it, I'm like, Oh, this is like, this is one of those things where I, sometimes I feel really guilty complaining about my work because if I've had a bad day or whatever, because like, Oh, a million people would love this job. And I, get that but also it's my job and i'm allowed to have a bad day of course, um, of course. so it is that i just have to call so is that your adorable dog i'm yes, so happy sorry <laughs> no i'm so happy she hasn't seen her dad in a week and a half Aww. and so Aww. she is literally glued to myself right now but she has enough toys to last her for a year so and what's her name again she's so cute her name is Lorelai. Lorelai. Okay, I knew. I was trying to think of the yeah. name, and I was like, "Why isn't it coming to me?" She's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She can squeak is. anytime on our. <laughs> okay, on I was like, she's she's serving tea. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but so you, you going back again to maybe some like the earlier years in this, Chris? Like, when do you feel was maybe the first time you were like, "Wow, this is a crazy." job like was it a a big show you were at was it meeting someone um there's just weird things like i'll give you a couple of examples the first time that i ever i'm sorry it sounds like there's a clown in my house but it is her um the first time that i ever the first thing i ever did as a tour manager was a show at the air canada center in toronto it was a charity show wow it was sarah mclaughlin brian adams josh groban jan arden and I think Bare Naked Ladies. Like, it was, like, a big show. And that was my first show with her as a tour manager. And and it was just overwhelming. I was like, I said, well, I guess if I'm going to dive in, it's I better do a show at the biggest arena in Canada with 25,000 people and a whole bunch of artists. And, like, it was – I was – pretty much nauseous the entire week leading up to it. But (laughs) so to dive into that, and then, like, there are moments where, you know, you just – to be very frank, and I'm very serious about this, I don't get starstruck very often. I I think because I've been doing it so long, I just realized that they're people. And as much as we put them on pedestals and we build them up, and I mean, I do it too. Anyone who follows my Instagram is annoyed. <laughs> I was, I was just me. about to say, I feel like you have an announcement to share about a certain celebrity <laughs> that you met last week. Yeah, I, I personally finally... don't get it, but I know this is important to the gay community. So please. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's fine. Like, I am in on the yeah. joke on this one. Like, and I don't mean joke as in like, it's a joke. I totally love it. But at the, yeah, I mean, last week I got to meet Shawn Mendes and that was huge for me. And that was like... Like, it was great and it was fun. And it was, I mean, he's never, he's not a lifelong, I mean, he, I mean, he can't yeah. be, he's like one eighth of my age, but like he, he, I just like, it's just the whole thing. And I really love to support Canadian acts that are doing really well around the world. Like, I think that's such a huge thing for us to do. And we mm. have a lot of them. So yeah, that was fine. But back to my point, like, I think, I think if we take a lot of the people that we put on pedestals as a cultural as culturally as we do, whether it's actors or musicians or whatever it is, politicians, um, a lot of times we forget the real people. And a lot of times we're really invasive into their lives. And I do it too, for sure. Um, But we have to realize that they do have feelings and they do have um, the pressure to be on in a public eye is something that I would never, ever, 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 ever 
do well with myself. Fame is the loneliest place in the world. Um, you know, you can be surrounded by an entourage of 80 people and play for, you know, 80,000 fans in a stadium and then walk backstage and you can't go to Walmart. You can't go to McDonald's. You can't go to, so it's very isolating and you have to be really mentally healthy. And I think that's why we see a lot of people go off the rails. It's not because there was anything, you know, fundamentally wrong with them. It was just because the pressure got too much and they couldn't handle it and they struggle with it. Wow. So, so there's a lot, there's a lot. And I think it has to do with like someone like Jan didn't become famous until she was in her thirties. So she was already a, mm-hmm. a human being and a grown person and knew who she was. I think self-awareness is key. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of these people that when these American Idol or America's Got Talent or all of these shows, they're in their teens or their early twenties. And there's like, they have never had a dollar to their name. They've always been struggling artists and now they have every opportunity in the world to both shine and mess up. So. So I have a total fascination. Like my favorite movie of all time is Almost Famous. And I love the movies that, oh, it's so good. I love the movies that dive into, let me guess, Chris, you haven't seen it, have you? I don't remember it in detail. (laughs) Okay. You know I what? Think You're I've canceled seen it, for I... the rest of the episode. <laughs> That's fine. Um, no, you. but it just to have the nice um, that like view of what fame is really like. And I think we saw mm-hmm. that with A Star is Born last year totally. and all the biopics that are coming out about like Elton John and what won mm-hmm. the Academy Award? What was that one? Bohemian Rhapsody. And so salty. I forgot. I was going to say the Queen movie. Anyways, but is there is there any sort I mean I I would guess that that is somewhat accurate. Obviously, if these are biopics, but have you seen anything like that in your Oh, I see career? it all the time. I mean, I don't see it. I mean, I am very fortunate that I learned my entire um entertainment world in the early stages through a very grounded artist who is sober and doesn't party and doesn't is very career focused and she's great um that would be jan and um but i've witnessed i've had friends work for other artists i've had um experience with other artists that uh that you know like i said if you're not a strong person fame is not a place for you to kind of coexist in with any of your demons so um it's and then to do it in front of the public is very scary um you know and and i think it's so much harder for i mean we're all in the same boat with social media but i think the artists so i mean i remember when i was a kid in the late 80s and the early 90s you would only see celebrities on the academy awards or the grammys and then you would hear them on the radio or see their movie but you would never know what they would do for the other 365 days of the year Absolutely. Now, yeah. you literally know where everyone is at every moment, what they're doing, who they're with, what they're, you know. So it's it's the last 10 years have made the pressure even bigger. So, you know, the people like the Elvis Presleys or the who had drug problems and who kind of the pressure was too much um, back in the day. I mean, just imagine what it's like for someone like 
Sean Mendez or Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift or any of the people that have lived their entire life under the focus of the camera. I mean, I'm nobody and I have 6,000 followers on Instagram because of Mm -hmm. this little career of mine. I don't know any of Mm -hmm. them. I know Chris. Mm -hmm. That's it. I know one of my followers. (laughs) And Um, now you know me. And I know you now today, but like, and my mom, but, um, but the reality of it is, it's like, is, is, you know, you're thrust into that, life which you've always wanted and you've always worked for but you just Mm -hmm. have to remain very conscious of of what's going on it's not a nice industry i mean i'll paraphrase the quote i don't know it exactly but we've probably all seen it where there's the Mm -hmm. quote of like this industry um is awful it's negative it's misogynistic it's um sexist it's uh, ageist it's slimy and then there's the bad side like yeah that's there i mean that's that quote's been going around for years about entertainment and it's true there's a lot of really shady people in this business but i am living proof that i have made the best friendships the best connections the best um relationships over the last 15 years with just amazing awesome people who want to do well both on the business side the touring side the artist side who are get it they're in on it mm-hmm. and they just really want the art to shine and that's what it is i mean my job all along is to let the artist be the artist and to make everything else in their life easy so they can put on the show or they can write the book or they can you know walk out and do that scene on a set and and those are the things so you know that's what it is and that's a huge job for them and so you know, they shouldn't have to worry. But I mean, can you imagine going through your entire life never paying a bill because someone else does it or never yeah. getting your groceries or like mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. far removed from reality do you become? Yeah. On that I note- can I can say that it is hard for me to live a life like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um no, it's my dream. That is my dream for someone to to do Jess all is of this. Just trying to pawn that me. stuff on on me. I'm just her announcer. Press the buttons. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But so it's but it's really interesting to see because I feel like media and the spotlight really magnifies issue or turns issues smaller issues into much bigger ones or it they exacerbate things right so i can just imagine being like this angsty teen who doesn't know have any sort of sense of self dealing with so often artists have these like painful past for a number Mm -hmm. of reasons like riddled with trauma and other things and then you have people around you saying yes 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 let me do this for you do this take this drug do this like sleep with Mm -hmm. this person whoever um and you already get enough of that pressure in your own life i mean most of us do chris anyway so it just is like (laughs) what (laughs) i didn't follow that what are you implying regional celebrities like myself i'm just kidding but i'm just saying like there's already so much chris is a huge celebrity i mean that's how i got to know him that's how i I know this yes i'm actually because it's actually because i'm jealous of chris because he is a celebrity (laughs) and i often remind my friends and family but you know what i'm sorry stop clapping for him um no but i just mean and it's interesting to see on a large scale what happens like that's like the worst case scenario i think is being an, an a celebrity that's going through 
like some sort of mental shit. Mm-hmm. You totally. Know? Well, and I also want to point out too, though, that for all of that, and, and I mean, the, the things that make good movies, i.e. Elton John or Queen or right. Stars Born is the drama, is the, there are careers out there that are 30 or 40 years and they've never touched a drug and they've done everything right and they've been amazing mm-hmm. business people and their art speaks for themselves. So like, look at Meryl Streep, look at Reba McIntyre, look at, um, Jan, mm-hmm. look at Sarah McLaughlin, look at all of these mm-hmm. people who, you know, and I'm not to say there wasn't struggle. They worked really hard to get to where they are and they continue right. to do so. Bat Midler, Celine Dion, like all of this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But they've had great careers and they've lived them their entire lives. I mean, I think there also gets to a point where someone's been famous so long they could never go back. I mean, that's the thing, yeah, but they've yeah, also yeah, gotten used sure. to it and, 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 and been able to be, build themselves a healthy you know, but they have family and they have friends. And I think a lot of right. times, you know, that's kind of what gets you through it. Yeah. Right. On on that note, Chris, so in aside from Jan, who is the person that's maybe surprised you the most and that's been like the most humble and, and grounded that maybe you, you didn't expect them to be that way? I mean, Reva's been amazing to me. She's yeah. been, um, she was someone that I met wanting to be a mentor, not like in my everyday life, but just in kind of an out there. Like I said, yeah. I'm a small town farm kid. Like all we had was one radio station. It was Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre, <laughs> Brooks and Dunn. Like that's all I knew. I didn't know Britney Spears was a thing until I moved to college. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> um, but you know, it's just like, I, I didn't have, we didn't have satellite TV. We had two channels. Like I was as rural as, as they could get. And so she was kind of the epitome to me of like someone who got out of a country lifestyle, made it big. Um, and I know I couldn't sing. So it's like, uh Oh, what else do I do? And so that's where I kind of started being fascinated by the business side of it. And yeah. I watched what she did for, she was the first woman to ever have her own management company. She was the first woman to ever have her own agent. She was the first woman to, you know, how, I mean, she broke down the doors for everyone. It used really? to be a country tour would have one guitar stand and, you know, Garth Brooks would play on the end of his stage. She brought huge production type shows um, across the world. And I mean, it ended up being my first concert. I remember my parents took me, it wasn't my first concert. New Kids on the Block was my first concert. Um, but it was one of my first concerts where I was really into like watching the crew and like, mm-hmm. oh, they set this up every day and tear it down. Little did I know, like, 15 years later, that would be my job. Yeah. But um, she was amazing. Stevie Nicks was amazing. Um, that was like crazy to meet her. That was through a, an event with Jan and we got to chat with her and she was just an encyclopedia of music knowledge. And, um, but you know what? There's a, I mean, there, I, I have to say, I've honestly been surprised in a good way more than I have been surprised in a bad way. And a lot of the times the bad way you've seen it coming. I mean, I met Cher. She was amazing. Oh my God. Oh my God. To think. (laughs) (laughs) That's Liza. Sorry. That's Liza. (laughs) I haven't met Liza yet. Yeah. I don't know what I do around Liza. She kind of intimidates me a little bit, but um yeah, like people, I think, but here's the other side of it. I think people that have those long longevity careers are great because, or have their long careers because they are great. I think the people we see that are assholes do suffer from it. And mm-hmm. I think their careers suffer from it. So if you see someone disappear off the radar, I think that's a very good indication that maybe they're not the person that their, their um, brand might tell them they are. Portray, right. May yeah. I ask a very important question that may sure. warrant an alert? 
Okay. Have, <laughs> have you met our, well, my Lord and Savior, Dolly Parton? Uh, I have been in the same room with her, but I haven't met her. I have been from, I have been from, uh, I have been from like my face to my computer away from her, but I didn't get a formal introduction, but I heard her talk and I heard her laugh and I heard her. So yes, I've been around her, but I have friends that know her personally and have worked for her and say she is just the gem. So you can take that for what it is. Oh my God. She's everything you want her to be. Oh my God. Yes. Thank God. I Thank just, God. I totally thought you were going to say her. Celine. Team Celine. I mean, Celine is iconic, of course, but Dolly is is very special to me. I have met Celine. I have met Celine a couple of times. She's and how lovely. is Celine? She's lovely. She, I, oh. Celine, Celine is my kind of like sense of humor where she's in on her, on her craziness and I love it. And I don't oh mean crazy God. as in like crazy. I just mean she has a sense She's of humor like and quirky. Yeah. Yeah, quirky. Yeah. And she and she plays into it. She would be the mm-hmm. first person to play into it. And I love that about her. So that's my sleep. Oh, but she's very my nice. God. So you said, Chris, I remember us chatting about this. So I, I had I was so fortunate. I got to see Celine in Vegas. However, when yes. I saw her, I was at I think the very, very back row. But it was still okay. very it felt very intimate. She has a great way of connecting with the audience. You said you were at uh, the show uh, when she returned after uh, Renee passed. Yes, we were. Jan and I were at the first show back after Renee passed away. And I have to say, this will be me admitting that I am a cold stone bitch and (laughs) I don't have a heart and it takes a lot to move me. But I'm listening. (laughs) I was struggle boss through that show like jan was a mess she was just from the time the curtain opened she was just completely sobbing for two hours but the thing that i that didn't hit home and it should have hit home for me was every single one of her songs is about a man going away whether he died or whether he broke up or whether he this or whether he that's the first time she sang all these songs after her husband died and i'm like (sighs) like this is too much. And she was struggling. She was crying through them and she did a monologue and it was crying. And I was just like, it was probably one of the most emotional things I've ever seen in my entire life, but she did it. And I think getting one or two under her belt and it was a month after, like she didn't take a year off. She took a month off. Yeah. Um, So it was insane. It was literally insane. And I, and, and kudos to her for just, I mean, we all know she would be okay career wise. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, she yeah. did it. She found out. Celine found out her father died five minutes before she went on stage, and she still did the show, and then flew home after because the people were in the building already. Like there, and that's what I mean about people who get it. And I mean, by all means, I would have understood if she canceled, right? We all would have. Yeah. But yeah, um, but there's just this old school mentality with people who've been in the business for thirty or forty years where the show goes on. I mean, I've done a show where I'm vomiting heavily, not that anyone wants to know this, on the side of the stage while Jan's singing because I have the stomach flu. Or we've had a show where the guitar player will come off every song to vomit in a bucket because he has the flu, but he goes out and he plays. And, like, we've had, I've had Jan come off stage and be sick in the encore and then go out and sing it. And, like, there's just, these people spend their hard-earned money, whether it's a movie or whether it's, I mean, live's different because you're in the moment. But to see, and I mean, it is it is crazy what people do. They travel. I mean, um, 
It's so I, cool. I was at a show the other night that, that someone had a spine out that said I flew from Iceland to see this concert. It was in Toronto. And I was like, what? I drove three blocks. Like, that's the thing that people don't understand is if, if an artist goes to Toronto to do a show, there are people from around the world that have come in to see that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean like the time that we flew to Vegas to see Celine on her 50th? Yes. And she canceled on us because, well, our friend thinks she got a nose job, but that's to be debated. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. How convenient. Leave pause for Mm -hmm. comment. Blink twice if you agree. (laughs) 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 Mm. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's so good this isn't in person. My face would just be like, would be giving you all the answers. (laughs) (laughs) I know it just adds to the air. <laughs> the next story. time I'm on, you'll have to. I'll have to do when I'm. <laughs> oh my gosh, the tea! Oh my god, the tea! There, Excuse tea. me. <laughs> Our cup so runneth funny. over. I see. Isn't that funny though? Um, that like the minute the minute someone cancels a show or does it like the no, funny no. thing is is if like you took a sick day at work, no one's like, I wonder if she got a nose job. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like the funniness yes. of celebrity adds all of this craziness the tea right. the tea the tea we, we need yes. all the answers and it's like well maybe yeah. she just like had a snotty day we all have them right you should have right. heard the rumors when jess and i took a little hiatus on the podcast rumors. <laughs> i also got a nose drop i'm just kidding no i didn't <laughs> what I would, um... I would like something else done <laughs> just kidding <laughs> okay <laughs> Wow. Mm-hmm. I know like, a few um, surgeons. And, I mean, in this line of business, I know a few surgeons. I know. You must. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, we can talk after the show. <laughs> yeah, I'll hook you up. <laughs> so speaking of that, let's take a really quick break. And okay. then we'll come right back with, with more. Have an idea for a topic? Thoughts on a celebrity for our weekly quiz? Or just have some feedback for us? We want to hear from you. You can interact with us on Twitter at NowServingPC, PC standing for podcast, myself at Chris Craigman, or Jess at Trey Posh. We love hearing from you and we thank you for listening. And now, back to the podcast. All right, we are back. We are back chatting with my pal and your... (laughs) And, and, and Lorelai as well. Yeah, and she's like over the fact that we have not been out for a walk in a couple hours, which, which is hysterical <laughs> to me. She's under a year. Like, she's oh, still, we're still oh, working through this. She's a baby. Yeah. She's a baby so, who hasn't seen her dad in two weeks. So this is interesting. Chris, well. I have a question. Okay. Did you name her Lorelai because of Gilmore Girls? Yes, for sure. Oh my that God. show raised me. <laughs> Congratulations. So, so, yeah, that's my ode to. It, um, that's my ode to. But I actually got to full circle meet Lauren Graham a couple of years ago because she's friends with one of my friends and I forced them to take me to coffee when she went, when they went with her. And I totally fangirled. Like, I have composure in this business. And with her, I was just like, my mouth didn't work. So... What's Chris? What's your your Twitter and Instagram so people can follow you? Because your dog um, is adorable. Well, my dog has her own Instagram, oh, but my my Instagram is um, Chris Manages, which is fitting. Yes. Um, and then hers is Lorelai the Shih Tzu. Okay. Following and my Lorelei. and I think my Twitter's doesn't believe you still. 
I think I recently too. Yeah, I recently changed my um, Instagram used to be doesn't believe you, and I changed it because I was like, that was my twenties, and I need something more mature. Yeah. So. Well, I'm still in my. I just turned nineteen, actually. So. You did. You look great for it. Thanks. That's nineteen and a half now. So. Oh please! Oh my God, <laughs> we've talked about this lots. Well over that. <laughs> Chris is the oldest man in the youngest body. Honestly. False. No, that's me. I'm like yeah. I'm 36, going on 90, and I I follow Chris. He 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 has a way more active social life than I do. So I think yes, I'm the oldest. You can man. say that again. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Okay, Chris. Do you? I feel like you're always you're always out there. You're so connected. You're you're doing so many things. Yeah, but uh, a lot of the things that you see is me at a work event. Like, I, oh my goodness, dog. Um, when I am off the road, this job is very, the thing that I is, the thing that I think will shock people the most is I'm really shy and I'm very introverted. So to go into this job, it honestly takes a lot out of me. Um, so when I come off the road, like I just got home from two weeks and it was an intense two weeks. Um, and now I'm going to be like, just need some netflix and chill for a couple days just to like regroup yeah recharge um it's and and to be very honest a lot of people in this industry are very introverted um i mean i can talk the leg off a lamb but i you know it's it's people i know i mean if i was just to call into someone i didn't know i would be like "Uh, hi (laughs) but yeah it's that's that's always said at the beginning of every podcast so we're fine (laughs) (laughs) But the funny thing is, is I always say that I want your job because of your, the cool, like, work vibe that you have and all the food that you showcase on your right. Well, unfortunately, nobody has a cooler job than me. I go to a boring office every day, eat a boring lunch, and then I come home. And that's it. But you're a, you're a celebrity. I mean, the rumors were, the rumors were flying when you, when you. Yeah, so. it's it's nice to have a conversation with three celebrities for once. It is. This is. This I'm is the, the smallest view. celebrity in this group. Right False. Now. Let's be honest. False. <laughs> Let's be honest. False. Like, You're I didn't funny. know Starstruck until that phone rang. I know. Ring, ring. A star is born. Yeah, a star is calling. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so I have more questions here for Shoot. you. What advice? Is this really going to someone... bug you guys if she barks? Because this is really annoying to me. I'm sorry. Toby's she she let her. She's a celebrity. Yeah. You know what? Celebrities have tantrums. Yeah. We all understand yeah. how this business is. Yeah. Well, her boyfriend is a stuffed cow that's <gasps> named Luke. And so I'm trying to get her to go on a date with that right now. <laughs> oh my god, this is this is crazy. Yeah. More tea, I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what are your other questions? Okay, That's... my question for you is this: How? What advice would you give someone to try and get into this industry? Because when I worked in sports, people would ask me this all the time because it has that sort of like sexiness to it. But when right. it, it it it, I'm sure it's the same thing in entertainment that. It's like that iceberg poster from our high school classroom where it's like success and then like all the hard work is on the huge iceberg under the water. And it's like <laughs> totally. the grunt work and the folding t-shirts and like the barfing people, like you said. Yeah. Um, so what, and I'm sure you get this question often. So what kind of advice would you give to people that want to fold the t-shirts and barf and whatever, you know? 
Well, the thing is, is um, the biggest piece of advice I have for anyone wanting to do this is it depends what side you want to do it. If you want to be an artist, work hard, um, know who you are, know your brand, be seen, like kind of hone your craft. But my, my area of expertise is obviously on the management side, the business side, the behind the scenes, the assistant, the tour manager, the manager. Don't get into it wanting to be famous. Don't get into it wanting to go to every after party. I mean, I haven't been to an after party in five years and I choose not to go because I don't, it's not why I'm in this. I am in this for art. I'm in this to help other people live their dreams. I am in this um, for so many reasons that aren't, that just aren't, I mean, I guess what everyone would want to be in it for. I mean, I'm, you know, people think it's funny when it, or glamorous when a tour bus pulls up. Oh my God, you guys got here on a tour bus. It's the least glamorous thing you'll ever do in your life. Sleeping <laughs> in a room with 12 adults, hearing them snore and, and other things. And like, yeah. it's just like, it's not funny. You all wake up at seven in the morning and get into a venue and shower in a mm-hmm. hockey rink. And mm-hmm. It's not glamorous. I mean, I think so many people get a sense of the entertainment industry by watching the Oscars mm-hmm. or the Grammys. It's the one night a year, the two nights a year that everyone gets dressed up and interacts and has a drink and parties and this and that. It's kind of like the Christmas party that every other office has, right? But it's Mm -hmm. just televised and, you know, Mm -hmm. and things happen. And it's not that. The other 364 days of the year are so much work in the least glamorous settings that you would ever be in. And you have to love it, but you cannot get into it. Mm-hmm. to be famous or to be around mm-hmm. famous people because it'll be a really big disappointment. What's the longest yeah. amount of time you've been away from home, like on the road, touring? Yeah. In 2016, I was only home for six days. For that six the, days? Yeah, that oh, was wow. the year that um, that I made some changes after because it was a little too much. I didn't have my dog then. Obviously, yeah. I couldn't do that now, but... So you're um, living at a hotels, the the tour bus, yeah, you, like, hotels, friends' couches, tour bus, um, you know, family that were in those cities. Because I would try if I know people, if, when I'm gone that long, I would try to break it up, and it was just, you know, it's a lot to to be away that long. And I mean, try having a relationship, try having a. Um, I was running away from something that year for sure i will full-on say that um you know i had gone through a really bad breakup in the end of 2015 and i um ran away with the circus once again 10 years later but i put i just threw my entire self into my work more than i'd ever had before and i accomplished a crap ton that year but at a at the cost and the sacrifice of a lot um Mm -hmm. and so I mean, there have been times when I've gone for months. I mean, last year I was gone October, November, December. I left Thanksgiving and I didn't get home till Christmas Eve. That, it's fine. When you're 21, that's cool. I mean, that's fucking, mm-hmm. cool. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. you are like living the life. And then as you get older, now it's like, oh, do I really want to be around, like, away for that long? Around my family's getting older. I have a dog, my friends. It's like the, it's kind of like the FOMO of, reversed itself so when you're in the 20s mm-hmm. the fear of missing out of going on tour it's like what do i now it's like the fear of missing out of staying home um yeah. it completely flipped yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. so 
I love my job. My career in the last year and in the next year will go through the biggest change that it has ever gone through. And that's self-designed and that's what I'm working through now. To make this sustainable long-term, I want to still be in the music industry and the entertainment business when I'm 50 and 60, but I can't do tour management for the next 15 years like I have for the past 15. It was It's a young person's job and there are full-on career tour managers that you know have been with Stevie Nicks or the Stones or Elton John for years, for 40 years. But, you know, it got to the point where those stars had risen so much. They're all on private jets and they're and they're in fancy hotels and they're on for three weeks and off for three weeks. So there's the, that level of touring is very different than the level that I know. I'm at a kind of a B level of touring where it's great and we have amazing crowds and the venues are great, but it's still, um, we, we work very hard for it. <clears throat> so... Yeah, so I'm in kind of a really cool transition phase right now where I am, um, I want to move more into management. Um, mm -hmm. So Jan has a career manager that would be the next person above me, I guess, and that, because um, I do kind of more day-to-day -day stuff. And I want to be more visionary. I want to be more strategic. I want to be more, let's develop a five-year plan for you and let's carry it out um, versus going to every show. And um, I kind of want to transition out from having to be at every show and and stay home and run a business out of my house or an office or something. So yeah, yeah. I do, my long-term is, is for sure entertainment, but as with everything, we have to morph and change. And I, the burnout factor was severe um, as it is with any career. If you, yeah. if you invest your entire life into it. Yeah. Now, do you get, so obviously when I watch concerts, if it's a band I like seeing, I, well, even if it's a band I don't like seeing, I'm normally still very like, in awe like the the, mm -hmm. the everything that's going on on the stage even just like yeah the lights the the smoke machines the the screens in the back it, it's just very visually appealing it's exciting to watch do you is it still a kind of like a magical experience for you seeing other shows or totally it I is it. even though you it's, know everything that goes you know what there was i would say maybe a year or two ago there was a time where i didn't go to shows when I wasn't working, but that was around that same time where I wasn't home and I was so tired and I wasn't feeling great. And like, I just, but there's been a resurgence probably. I'm not going to lie. This is going to sound super cheesy, but um, I've fallen in love with it again in the last six months or maybe a year mm -hmm. um, where now I realize why I'm doing this again. And I lost sight of that for a while. And I think in any career we might lose sight. Like my, um, my uh, cousin is a chiropractor and she often says like some like the the pressures of being a chiropractor kind of overwhelm the, the appointment to appointment helping people but when you break it down to helping people that's what, like i always say i'm not in the business of saving lives i'm in the business of saving souls mm -hmm. and that's what oh, i yeah, think I music that. does is it yes it, yes so good um it just kind of you know it I forget, like I did a show three days ago in Toronto and there were 8,000 people in the audience and I had people coming up to me again because they know me from social media. And Can you tell Jan we love them? Can you tell every story? Can you tell Jan when she wrote the book about her mother's Alzheimer's that I really related to it? Like every, per every person has a personal story and even though you may not know them, they feel like they know you. So it's very imperative to be kind and to be to be to listen because they at the end of the day they pay my wage too they don't even just pay jams they pay mine they pay the music producer they pay the band they pay everything like these are the people yes. that we do this for so and i, you know, I think you raise a really 
I think you raise a really good point about why it's so important to pay for art, like regardless yes. of what totally. form it comes in, pay artists. It's so I, important because and you there's know what? And the so thing is, much like, that goes into it. There are ways to support artists that even if you don't have the money to do so, that mm -hmm. retweet them, tweet them, Instagram, um, follow them, um, you know, tell your friends about their shows if you can't go. Or there's just ways to, and this is on a smaller level, this is on a more grassroots level, but there are ways, if your friend is a painter, you know, buy a small painting. If they're, don't just expect because they're your friend to get the painting for free. That's what they do for right. a living. Like yes. if you're a lawyer, you're going to charge for legal advice. Just because yes. your friend is an artist doesn't mean you should be like, can you come sing at my wedding for nothing? <laughs> right. So that's right. not how it works. I think it's, very important i mean we all grew up in a, in a very um tumultuous time in entertainment where the internet came in and played a huge role yes. in how we get all of our entertainment i joke today that my mom got a cd in the mail and they laughed at me that those still exist and but it's so true oh I my mean, God. you know it's just artists make <laughs> just not trying to detour here artists do make more money off a of cd than streaming services is that Correct. It's you know That's what it's changing wrong. every single day. I mean, okay. it used to be, um, I don't know the exact. It used to be that like a, uh, um, an artist would roughly translate into making like a dollar off the CD in the '90s, and now it's like something like ten cents. Like it's completely changed so wow. much. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So the the way you make music now is the the way you make money now as a music artist is by touring and by writing. Um, your own songs and having a publishing catalog and by having merchandise and by diversifying. It's why Jan has such a diversified career. It's why so many people do. I mean, look at Lady Gaga acting and, and yes. music and all of this stuff. You have to because your income streams change mm -hmm. so much. But I fully agree. Mm -hmm. I am a very big supporter of paying art. And say what you will yeah. about Taylor Swift. If you love her or you hate her, the mm -hmm. entire world is very strongly mm -hmm. divided um, yes. on her. But she fights for artists to get paid. She, she fights does. the battles and she takes on very huge corporations like Apple and yes. Spotify and um, at a risk to her. And people are going to say, oh, she has millions of dollars. It's not a risk. It is because if all those services stop supporting her, her career stop. Because that's how we all get our music mm -hmm. now. So right. she does risk things and she does. I have a lot of respect for her. And I said, I don't, it doesn't matter to me if you like her or not, or have a fan or not, but realize what a business yes. person she is fighting for the small person. You know, I, I like Taylor Swift. I don't think Jess is a huge fan, but. I am yeah. not a Swifty. I'm the opposite of what a Swifty would be. I'm not a fan <laughs> of her per se, but I, yeah. we, and we've talked about this on the podcast where mm -hmm. she does the right thing. She like her letter to Apple and all of yes. that. And, she really calls people out. I didn't like the whole Kanye West tea. Of course not. And, and, that's, like, and that's hmm. definitely not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to yeah. like the, the thing she's doing now where she's getting a little bit political. Some people would argue that singers shouldn't get political. Whatever. Mm -hmm. That's your own personal opinion. But when it comes to fighting for the rights of, of musicians, and she, and she will say 100%, I don't give a shit about if I see another cent from this record because I... I've done very well for myself. She's like, it is for the younger people that are really mm -hmm. starting to make it and who maybe will sell 300 records instead of 3 million. Mm -hmm. So she's very much about that. And that's just one example of 
people that are doing a lot for other people because there are artists that go through this career and never do do anything for anyone but themselves. So you can, you know, you full heartedly see that, you know, lover or hater, but at least she's out there yeah. doing something. No, she's very talented and you're right. She does do, like, I do respect her for that. And um, I, I do respect a lot of her political stances on. Yeah. Things. And that's just it. I mean, you yeah. can love her. You can, you know, and I, and I mean, hello, I don't agree with everything she's done personally, but who are we? No, Again, of it's course. living life in. The thing is, is like, it goes back to what I said earlier. All these people have to live their friendships. How many of us have had a friendship go bad? How many of us have been stabbed yeah. in the back by a friend? They just right. did it to her on the telephone, in the public eye. And right. how many, you know, and the thing is, is like he said, she said happens all the yeah. time. And this isn't a Taylor yeah. Swift argument. This is a every, it's a right. celebrity breakup. Miley Cyrus and her broke up with her Hemsworth, whichever one she was married to. Yes. And it's like he yeah. said, she said. It'll happen right. in anything. And we saw mm-hmm. that in A Star is Born. We saw that in mm-hmm. all this stuff. So... You just have to remember, it goes back to what I said earlier. These people are humans. They're not mm-hmm. superhumans. They're not capable yeah. of of being anything other than, and you know what? Artists are emotional humans. They're more emotional. They are, humans. yes. So yes. they will fight harder and they will fight stronger and they will be more emotional. So you just have to remember that when you're, when you listen to a lot of the celebrity gossip and the celebrity tea and the, you just have to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm in the business and I'm just as entertained by half of it as we all are. Right, but, of course, yes. You know, I'm not going to sit here and be like hypocritical and go, oh, I don't blame mm-hmm. it. Of course I do. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Like, it's super fun to like buy into that. But at the same time, I have to check my own self <laughs> at the door because I know how hard it is for them all. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Chris... No, this has been, I can't believe like how quickly this time has flown by, but do you mind if we ask you a few really quick celebrity-ish questions? Oh my God, Chris. <laughs> these are super quick because we want to wrap things up. We, I want I, Lorelai can answer these too. These are really quick speed questions. And Jess, if you have anything to, to throw away. Okay. <laughs> like fire round. Yeah, a little fire oh. round. Okay. Here we go. So you can only say one thing. It has to be quick. Okay. Can't okay. second guess it. What's your aside from Jan Arden's concerts? Uh, what's your favorite concert you've ever been to? Okay. Who's a rising star that everyone should be watching, paying attention to? Um, I really like Ben Platt. He's a male singer that is just a. I mean, he's he's won a Tony, but he should be taken seriously in the actual music business. Yeah, he was on. What was it? What TV show is he on? Uh, he was, uh, he was in, he, he was, he was the guy that originated the role of Dear Kevin Hansen on Broadway. Okay. And, um, anyway, he's now trying to do a music career and I think he's effing unbelievable. So that's one. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Uh, biggest diva you've ever met? Um, Ryan Perry. Oh. oh my God. Okay, I want to come back again. Hands down. Really? Why, 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 no, why, yeah, why? Everything you've ever heard. <laughs> like the straws, like everything. Everything. <gasps> Did she actually get carried crazy. around? Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Dying. Uh, worst but, can I can I add one quick thing? Yes. I'm in on the joke and I think she's also fucking great and funny and all that stuff too. So okay. anyway. 
definitely the biggest deal. <laughs> oh I love gosh. it. Oh my god. Uh, what is the worst concert you've ever seen? <laughs> oh, I can't say that. Can okay. I say that? Um, can you give us a hint and we yeah. can guess? Worst concert I've ever seen. Um, I think. I think it's just because I was disappointed by someone mailing it. In. Does that make sense? Like, um, if an artist lives nice. Okay, here I am oh. a big share fan, but there was a share tour where she just mailed it in and lip syncs a bunch of the show. She doesn't now, she sings 90% live now, but um, there was a time when I saw her and she just wasn't at her best and I was really disappointed. And that, and I'm the biggest Cher fan, so I'm not saying that it was the worst, like, she's she's great live, and I saw her about a month and a half ago live, and she blew me away. So she, re she redeemed herself, but there have been shows with her before. I was like, oh, my fandom is unwarranted, and then I see her again, and I'm like, oh my god. Wow. Wow, okay. I just, wow. I like people who put an effort in. Yeah. Yes. That's fair. Fair. We, we put in a lot of effort. Okay. Uh, who's someone you want to meet that you haven't met yet? Um, I would oh. like to meet Pink because I think she would, she would be badass to talk to. I think yeah. she'd have some tea in her life. Really? Still. Oh yeah, I just think she's been around. Um, I've met everyone else. I'm at my cap now. I've met everyone that I wanted to meet. I was, you know, I, th I think Pink would be fun, um, but everyone else in the industry I've met, I've been really fortunate. I've met my idols and they've all been wonderful. Okay. Uh, person you were most starstruck by? Um, <laughs> do you want to tell the girl for you so well? <laughs> Bill yes. Bill Clinton. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. Yes. It was so weird to me. He just has a like larger than life presence. Um, wow. The other one, actually, okay, so that's like a politician, but the big, the one I was most starstruck for was Joan Rivers. So I had to work <gasps> oh my God, rest in peace. Rest in peace. I met her before she died. <gasps> oh my God. How does it feel to meet all the icons of the gay community and my icons too? Congratulations. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, wow. Joan Rivers yeah. and Cher. Oh. And Celine. Oh my God. Celine, but you know what? Yeah. I honestly can say, I know she was supposed to be, I totally failed in your mission to have a rapid fire round, but um, I, I, there's no one else. I really can sit here and tell you that if my career ended today in the entertainment business, I wouldn't be upset because I met everyone and had the experiences that I wanted to um, wow. with the people that I wanted to. So I'm very fortunate. Wow. I have and a there question. there are people that I never want to meet. <laughs> like who? So, um, I never want to meet. Um, who do I never want to meet? Um, like, I just, I feel like I never need to meet people that I never need to meet people like um, right. they're just right. like so they just need a little bit of a chill pill in their lives. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. I just I just I just don't need to meet people who can't have a laugh and can't can't have a bit of a workout. Yet. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know what I mean? Like where I'm coming from, like it's just like yeah. There just has to be a bit of a drive that comes from a grounded place. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm coming up blank on who I wouldn't want to meet, but I'm sure. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's not important. I have a very important potential final question. Chris, are you done? Okay. 
Yeah. I'm done the fire round. Yeah. What if you had to make a cocktail of ingredients to be okay. a star, what do you need? Ooh. Um you need the majority of the cup is gonna have to be perseverance and a work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's gonna be uh, you're gonna laugh, but I'm gonna say like a few sprinkles of talent. But honestly, yes. like how many how many times have we seen people who can sing circles around um, Britney Spears, actual celebrities, not make yes. it? You know what I mean? Yes. So um, perseverance and knowing who you are, knowing your brand is way bigger these days than unfortunately talented. I mean, I would love my celebrity to have talent for sure, but um, the majority of the glass is gonna be filled with perseverance and hard work and determination and a sprinkle of talent and a sprinkle of charisma interesting aren't those the ingredients like drag race or something oh charisma uniqueness nerve and talent charisma uniqueness nerve and talent is drag race and you have to be shocked chris honestly i'm president of the gay community now okay (laughs) god damn it I am so. This is shocking. I don't know anything. Like I know I have. I've obviously gone to drag shows, but I've never. I think I've seen one episode of Drag Race. So, I I have to say that like, while I, I love going to see it live, I just don't know anything about the TV show. But I do listen to his podcast. He's entertaining as heck. Well, okay. Well, Jess is gonna come over and collect your card, just like she collected mine, because you're the only <laughs> person that I know of that that has watched less Drag Race. I like. I actually, I think I've watched two seasons. I've watched whatever. Like there were two on Netflix at one point. I watched those, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Jess, I watched all twelve. Yeah. And some of the like behind the scenes seasons, or whatever. what do they call the behind the scenes ones again? Oh. Um, I forget. You should know this. Just, I know I should, but it's but like, I only. You know like what? I'm still a lounge, some mystical <laughs> backstage lounge where they sip drinks at a straw. Oh yes, it's called Untucked. You're right. Oh. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I knew was, that. Yeah. I get to keep my gay card. For you get was, to keep your card. It was Chris, called like something mystical lounge. No, Chris. There's some God. like sort of, I'm not. Oh like, no no no. On the on the show that I saw, it was like when they were debating who won. It was like, yes. please go, please go rest in the vodka ultra mystical lounge. Yes, right. something like, like that. Oh my god! The behind the scenes ones where they like spill on each other. I think yeah. that's called untucked. Yeah. Untucked. Okay. They've made a show out of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for freaks' sake! Anyway, yeah. did I did I deliver on all the expectations? You yes, delivered, and then some. This was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. When can we please have I you back like, soon? Oh yeah, for sure. I'll talk about anything. Okay. And I'll, put, I'll, put Laura, I'll give Laura Light a gram of that day, so she, we don't oh. have to endure this again. <laughs> I think on. that you should be our official celebrity correspondent. So when we hear some <laughs> tea happening in the world, we can get okay. your insider point of view. Okay. <laughs> Breaking <good>. news. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, the interesting yeah. thing is like. I think I take tea with a grain of salt. Like I said, I love it. I love it. But at the same time, I like play the devil's advocate a lot of times on the tea Mm -hmm. because I do this within my friend groups too. Like if we have a drinking game night or something at my house and we like get into the YouTube wormholes and we start talking, I'm like, they're always think I'm Debbie Downer on the tea spilling because I'm like, well, let's take a side look at this and think about why it isn't. You know what I mean? Like I go for the, I don't go into the gossip. I do go into the gossip, but then I also play the, other side of it 
I respect that. I really do. Interesting. Well, yeah. on this podcast, you're going to have to swear to spill the tea, the whole tea and nothing <laughs> but the tea. Um, so just remember that. <laughs> I'm um, still trying to think about who I don't want to meet. There has to be a good example. Of who I, I think Justin Bieber is a good one. I, I have girlfriends you know that so love him. I'll probably run but... into him tomorrow. <laughs> now right. that I've said that. Right. Yeah. Now that I've said that, I'll probably be I'd like, love to oh, run into him tomorrow. I, for those who are interested, I am also dying to meet Cher and J-Lo and Lady Gaga and Dolly Parton and Celine Dion and Shania Twain and Jan Arden. Can you help me out with any of these celebrities? (laughs) I might have a chance with Jan. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate you looking into this. What was your list? I I think I've done all of those ones except J-Lo, but I hear she's so lovely. I hear she's (gasps) so lovely. She's well, lovely. I have yeah, I have friends. <gasps> oh my lovely. god! Thank God. Honestly, I was gonna have to and, like, like super down to earth, which is so weird to me. I thought she would be a diva. Like that's the epitome. No, of diva she's diva. Jenny she's from the so- block. What? Yeah, yeah, Please. Yeah, 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 you're right. Please. Um, used to have a little now. She has a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't be Lady fooled Garvey by the rocks that she's got. Oh my god. Oh my god. And we used to have a little tea, but now we have a lot. So thank you very uh, much, Chris. For no, that. I have a quick question. Okay, no, I want to know one quick thing. Um, yeah. I'll, I'm going to turn the thing on. Okay. What is, who is uh, each of you say one and only one answer? But who is your like favorite celebrity to gossip about? Uh, uh, to gossip about? Or like, what what do you like? Or like, enjoy learning stuff about, even if it's a little bit costly. Even not in a bad way, but like fun way. Chris. Yeah, I. I have an answer, but I'm ashamed. Okay. No, you have to say. Chris, I want you to go first. No. You're my buffer. Like, (laughs) I I can't. Like someone that I just want to learn more about. No, just like name a celebrity that you that you if you read something from them you find it interesting or like even if it's like a little quick off. Who are you like? It's just it's a version of fandom. Who do you like? Tell me one. I don't know this about you, Chris. Tell me one. I know, but like I actually can't like think of like. Oh my god. No, but I can't. I'm like frantically like looking through my phone to be like. I'm like, how much time do you have? I only have to pick one person. Okay, you go, you go, you go, you go, you go. If there was only one that I wanted to know about, and I'm ashamed to say this, but not really, it's Britney Spears. Okay. I, I can't. Only because, and I think, and there's been like podcasts and like E True Hollywood stories and all of this, because the way that the media hounded her was almost Princess Diana esque, right? And I think we're kind of at a turning point again with her where I don't think she's doing that well. And. I, I just want her to be okay, you know? Me too. And it's not I even like thing where I want Brittany to be happy. I don't even care if she never does another show again. I know. Like, I want her to be happy, and I feel like... But again, at the same time, I'm like, I'm fueling this paparazzi, like, cancer that's in her life because I just can't stop watching her Instagram. I'm like, what is she going to do now? Like, this just seems so strange like I don't know what's going on there and back in the Perez Hilton heyday like I was on the site all the time when she shaved her head all of that like I couldn't get enough of it and I feel guilty about it but at the same time 
I think the level of fame and what she endured was unprecedented. And I think it was actually only really like, like Marilyn Monroe, Princess Diana, and Britney Spears, right? And it's, yeah. It's because remember the 24 hour news cycle started, Perez Hilton, everything, everything changed. No, so here, I, I do have an answer. So okay. I always think <sighs> the world of journalism and, and news and, and, and reporters <laughs> and newsmakers is very interesting. I do. Uh, I would say I've always been fascinated with kind of the, the setup of The View. I think Barbara okay. Walters, and I'm not just, let me hear this, hear me out, Jess. I think the setup of the view has been very interesting. I think the way like Barbara Walters like built that show is very interesting. And I know she's not doing very well now. Um, so I have, I don't know. I, I feel like there's some interesting stories coming out behind the scenes stuff that's happened over the years. And I think that's kind of fascinating. That's my Your, answer. your answer is so cute. Like, can it be any cuter that you like went for the like the educational like, <laughs> I'm like, the, uh, well, yeah. I think the Britney the Spears stuff is interesting too. Yeah. I do. But no, I totally I... get it. Or like, it's like, and and the just the different versions of shit show that you has gone through through the years, good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. Just like yeah. all of the dynamic about you put one, you put five people from different backgrounds, and different everything, and different political stances, and all that, and then have them debate on live television, like. That's crazy, and then do it for twenty years and change them out every couple weeks, like. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is a good one, Chris. I like it. I it's very Thank cute. <laughs> Aren't you cute? Real um, sweet can peach. I can I have a part B to my answer too? Because my other celebrity that I'm obsessed with and dying to know more about is Beyonce, and mainly because she is such a shroud of mystery. And what we do yeah. know about her is so she controls her message so well that I don't know if it's real or not. You know? I've never seen a marketing situation like they in my entire life right I'm know. like I, I don't know anything about them whether it's like a totally. surprise album, like, oh, my husband cheated on me. Everyone's like, did he? Or is this just the album? Like, what's happening? And why is his album a response to your accusations about cheating? Like, that's the funny thing to me. It's like everything is so, it's, it's so calculated. dialed in. It's calculated, ah, yes. No. So that's why I'm like, who are you? Ah, the Illuminati. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other podcast, Chris. That's a whole other podcast. That's so fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm going to be like, yeah, you're going to grandma's the next time you record. You are too hyper. No, right too fun. <laughs> I love this. Thank you for those questions, Chris. It's not often someone else puts me on the spot. Actually, I think that's the first time oh. I've been put on the spot on this podcast. Oh, please. Yeah, just... ready, right? No, you just <laughs> does it all the time. <laughs> so, Chris, you have to come back. Please, we beg you. I will, yes. <laughs> for sure. There's, a, there's an empty seat at our 
view table. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I should be. What do they call the when they have an extra seat? Is it the fifth chair or the, like the sixth or the Friday yeah. chair or something? They like do don't they when they have like just yeah, someone they do on that like sometimes. randomly every once in a while just to weigh in on something. I think they were doing that for a while when they were looking for a new host. Looking. Yeah, but they're always looking. I think. Hello. It's a it's a continuous um, cycle now. But yes. Yeah. So anyway, I know I've gone too long in my time zone. I'm I'm getting timeout time. You're getting timeout time. Uh-oh. I've talked too much. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, this this is <laughs> no. I'm just with you guys. I've talked too much. You you gave me like an hour, and it's been like an hour and a half. I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like your listeners are like, okay, he can shut up. No, they're going no. to be wanting more. <laughs> And in fact, so Chris, what, can you list off your social media uh, tags again? Tags. Yeah. I, uh, so tw- uh, Twitter is doesn't believe you with a U um, instead of Y-O-U. And then Instagram is just Chris manages M-A-N-A-G-E-S. And your dog, Lorelai? Uh, Lorelai the Shih Tzu. Perfect. Okay. Excellent. So if you are listening and want to follow Chris in his exciting thrilling life <laughs> i mean my instagram stories are boring no. i'm gonna i'm gonna put a warning out no chris I doesn't enjoy even them. Want them I enjoy he them. has me on mute no, I don't. what are you talking about <laughs> tea oh i do God. not i'm teasing you i watch all them um but lot it's i think it's always entertaining i don't think it's ever boring and of course you can follow myself at Chris Craigman and Jess at Trey Posh. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna follow you both right now. No, I'm kidding. I've already <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I think you already follow me on Twitter. Still waiting for the Instagram request. Oh, but I, I will need check to, my I'm phone momentarily. I'm terrible at following Instagram. Um, um, I love Twitter. So yeah. Yeah. But no, I they, love them both. They, they both serve their they both serve their purpose, purpose. in my life. I like yes. it a lot. Yeah. But thank you so much, Chris. This has been like such a pleasure, and like we really appreciate you taking the time out to to chat with us. And I'm no sure worries. our listeners. I did kind of too. forced myself onto this. Thank you for like being uh, like. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, Chris, I want to be a guest. <laughs> well, we like aggressive and pushy divas on this show, so come back anytime. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh my well. goodness. <laughs> Ring that. Do that little call line anytime you want. I'll All right. We'll go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I've they... never. I haven't heard my phone ring in four years until today. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much once again, and thank you everyone for listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode filled with lots of hot tea. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> We want to hear from you. Visit us at nowservingpodcast.com. New podcasts are released weekly. Don't forget to subscribe. 